This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. This podcast is about creating a behind-the-scenes look with coaches, fans, and reporters from our point of view, sharing cool stories as only we've lived them. The goal is for you to learn something new to help your life and allow yourself to take a break from everyday chaos and let us give you a behind-the-scenes look into our world. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Good morning and welcome to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. It is Monday, May the 10th, day 10 of the fifth month of the new year. Looking forward to today's show. We're going to have Monday motivation, both local and national sports wrap up, what happened over the weekend, as well as some Mother's Day conversation. And we're going to talk about what's happening tonight because we have great weather and it looks like we're going to be playing some baseball this evening. Let's first start in the world of national sports. In golf over the weekend, Rory McIlroy finally won when he least expected it, and it was just as sweet as he could imagine. After he hung on for a one-shot victory in the Wells Fargo Championship, his first title in 18 months, he did reveal his neck locked up during his final practice session, and if not for a late tee time on Thursday, he would have had to withdraw. But he seized control Sunday afternoon with back-to-back birdies. From the bunker down the stretch, he started to get ahead to think of himself and how cool it would be to see his wife and his eight-month-old daughter waiting to celebrate on their first Mother's Day. But the finishing stretch at Quail Hollow snapped him back to reality. He hit a seven-iron safely over the water on the 17th. The caddy, Harry Diamond, wisely talked him into taking a penalty drop from the dangerous lie and a hazard on the closing hole. He two-putted from 45 feet for a bogey at three under 16 in a one-shot victory. The moment with Erica and little Poppy was what he imagined. So was that trophy. He said it's tough to get over the line, especially when you haven't done it in a while. It's such a funny week knowing my game was pretty good and then having my neck lock up on the range and sitting here Sunday with the trophy. I'm glad I fought the whole way through it. His last victory was the HSBC Championship in Shanghai on November 3rd, 2019. His next start will be in two weeks, Kiowa Island for the PGA Championship where he set the record in 2012 with an eight-shot victory. How's that for timing? He's excited to move forward and ready to get to Kiowa Island after he celebrates with his wife and little Poppy. On to horse racing. As we prepare for the second leg of the Triple Crown, which will be the Preakness Stakes, that that is going to be this Saturday in Baltimore, Maryland. Medina Spirit, the winner of the Kentucky Derby, is in serious jeopardy because of a failed post-race drug test. One that led Churchill Downs to suspending Hall of Fame trainer Bob Baffert on Sunday in the latest scandal to plague the sport. Baffert denied all wrongdoing and promised to be fully transparent with the Horse Racing Association and Commission during its investigation. Baffert's barn received word Saturday that Medina Spirit had tested positive for an excessive amount of steroid, which is used to treat pain and inflammation in horses. Medina Spirit win over Mandulum and the Derby stands for now. One Churchill Down official made this statement shortly after Baffert held a hastily planned morning news conference outside of his barn with his attorney standing right beside him. To be clear, if the findings are upheld, Medina Spears' result in the Kentucky Derby will be invalidated and Mandolin will now be declared the winner. The track said failure to comply with the rules and the medication protocols jeopardized the safety of the horses, the jockeys, and the sport's integrity due to the Derby's reputation. Churchill Downs will not tolerate this. Given the seriousness of this alleged offense, Churchill Downs is going to immediately suspend Bob Baffert, the trainer Medina Spirit, from entering any horses at Churchill Downs Racetrack 
moving forward for the calendar year of 2021. With all that said, Medina Spirit is expected to run at the Preakness on Saturday, barring any abrupt changes in plans or decisions from officials at Pimlico or the Maryland Racing Commission that would prevent him or Bob Baffert from entering the horse in the second jewel of the Cripple Crown. This failed drug test is just another long series of events shadowing the sport and the Derby. It's best known for the most prestigious race in all of history of horse racing. That is all in the world of horse racing. Let's go to college athletics. Let's stay in the bluegrass state and talk about this next piece of information. The Kentucky Wildcats wide receiver coach, Javon Boatnight, was arrested and charged with DUI on Saturday. He was also charged with possession of an open alcoholic beverage in a vehicle and driving 26 miles over the speed limit. He is scheduled to appear in court this coming Friday. Kentucky is aware of the situation with Boatnight is handling the situation internally. Knight, 37 years old, was hired in March of 2020 after one season as a receivers coach at Oregon. He also serves as assistant at Texas Tech and Utah State. To stay in the SEC, we'll talk about some more positive news at this time. Alabama football coach Nick Saban is getting behind the state effort to encourage more people to get vaccinated against COVID-19. The Wall Street Journal reported Friday that Nick Saban has participated in a public service announcement that will air next week and will also feature SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, and former Auburn basketball star and Hall of Famer Charles Barkley, as well as former Auburn head coach turned USA center Tommy Tuberville. Saban, according to the recording of the PSA obtained by the General, says that fans and players both want full stadiums this fall. Let's make it safe so we can get vaccinated and everybody can get back to a full Bryant-Denny Stadium this coming season, Roll Tide. In a statement released Friday afternoon, state health officials thank Saban and the other ho- high-profile sports figure for their public encouragement of COVID-19 vaccinations. Let's go to college basketball. Now it looks like Oral Roberts sophomore Max Amos is entering the NBA draft but will maintain his college eligibility and retain the option to return to school. My plan is to enter the draft and get as much feedback as I can. I'm hoping to work my way into the first round or get some type of guaranteed contract that will help me decide whether I'm going to go or whether I'm going to stay. Aismas is the number 30 prospect in the ESPN 100 NBA Draft Rankings, was named Summit League Player of the Year, and led the NCAA Division I in scoring at 24.5 points per game. Aismas posted 80 points in three NCAA tournament games against Ohio State, Florida, and Arkansas to lead Oral Roberts to the Sweet 16, elevating his standing significantly in the eyes of NBA talent evaluators. For me, going to Oral Roberts, I've seen plays like Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, who went mid-major and showed they can make it from those schools and do very well in the NBA. I decided to control, and what I can control and let the rest play out is going to be a lot faster than I expected, hoping that this goes forward for me. According to some NBA officials, Aismas is very intriguing due to his combination of shot-making quickness, feel for the game, unflappable demeanor, and his youth because he is only 19 years old making nearly four three-pointers per game while converting 43% of his attempts. His ability to pull up off the dribble immediately upon crossing half-court made him one of the most entertaining and difficult players in the college game this past season. After playing mostly off the ball as a freshman, he successfully transitioned to the point guard position as a sophomore, showing polished ball handling skills and ability to see the court with vision and creativity and changing speeds out of pick-and-roll situations which fit right into comparisons of Trey Young and the NBA basketball game. Let's talk about some auction 
The only Michael Jordan game-worn North Carolina Tar Heels jersey sold for $1.38 million Saturday with Heritage Auctions. The jersey was a photo match to the 1982-83 season when Jordan won NCAA Player of the Year from the Sporting News and is the same jersey he wore on the cover of the magazine when he won the award. The sale broke the previous record of a Jordan jersey also set by Heritage in October when a game-worn Chicago Bulls jersey from the 1986-87 year sold for $480,000. As the final price tag proves, this jersey is everything a serious collector could possibly want, says Chris Ivey, the director of sport auctions at Heritage. The North Carolina jersey was first obtained in 1983 when equipment managers from Stanford and North Carolina swapped jerseys after a game during the Stanford Invitational Tournament at Maples Pavilion. This isn't the first time that this jersey's been up for auction. It sold for $63,519.99, which was a record at the time. Jordan memorabilia, including rookie cards, continued to smash previous records. Two FLIR PSA 10 rookie cards sold for $738,000 each, with more cards coming on the market in recent weeks looking to push past those records as well. That is all for the world of college athletics. Now let's go to the pro game and we'll stay in basketball. Let's first talk about games from yesterday on Mother's Day. The Miami Heat beat the Celtics 130 to 124. Jimmy Butler has 26 points, 8 rebounds, and 11 assists to lead the Heat. The New York Knicks beat the Clippers 106 to 100. Derrick Rose has 25 points to lead the Knicks, while the Clippers are led by Kawhi Leonard with 29. The Pelicans beat the Hornets 112 to 110. Eric Bledsoe leads the New Orleans Pelicans with 24 points and 11 assists, while Terry Rozier had 43 points to lead the Hornets. The Mavericks beat the Cavs 124 to 97. Tim Hardaway Jr. had 25 points to lead Dallas, while Colin Sexton had 24 points for the Cavaliers. The Timberwolves beat the Magic 128 to 96. Carl Anthony Towns had 27 points and 9 rebounds for Minnesota, while RJ Hampton had 19 points to lead the Magic. The Bulls beat the Pistons 108-96. Nikola Vujacek had 29 points and 16 rebounds to lead Chicago, while Killian Hayes had 21 points for the Pistons. The Lakers beat the Suns last night 123-110. Anthony Davis had 42-12 and 12 to lead LA, while Cameron Payne had 24 points for Phoenix. In the nightcap, the Sacramento Kings beat the OKC Thunder 126-98. Terrence Davis had 18 points for Sacramento, while Moses Brown had 12 points and 9 rebounds to lead the Thunder. That's all from yesterday. Now on to tonight's games. The Indiana Pacers travel to Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers. The Washington Wizards are in Atlanta to play against the Hawks. The Pelicans are in Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. The Bucks travel to San Antonio to take on the Spurs. The Utah Jazz go to the Chase Center to play against the Warriors this evening. And the nightcap, the Rockets are at the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers are trying to stay one game ahead of the LA Lakers and force LeBron and his compadres to play in the play-in series. Let's stay in professional athletics. Now Major League Baseball from yesterday and games that are going to be this evening. The Red Sox beat the Orioles 4-3 yesterday while the Yankees beat the Nationals 3-2. Giancarlo Stanton hit a game-ending single off Brad Hand in the ninth inning for the win. The Mets beat the Diamondbacks 4-2. The Brewers beat the Marlins in 10 innings 2-1. The White Sox topped the Royals 9-3. The Blue Jays fall to the Astros 7-4 in Houston. The St. Louis Cardinals beat the Rockies 2-0. 
While the Pirates topped the Cubs 6-5, the Texas Rangers beat the Mariners 10-2, the Padres beat the Giants 11-1, the Angels beat the Dodgers 2-1, the Tampa Bay Rays beat the Athletics 4-3, and the Braves beat the Phillies 6-1, where Freddie Freeman and Dansman Swanson each homered for the Braves. Postponed in yesterday's game was the Reds and the Indians with the makeup date of August the 9th, and the Twins and Tigers were postponed with the makeup date of July 16th. That's all for last night's games. Let's talk about today's games. The Boston Red Sox remain in Baltimore to take on the Orioles. The Reds travel to Pittsburgh to play against the Pirates. The Angels are in Houston to take on the Astros. The Padres are in Denver to play against the Colorado Rockies. The Marlins go to the desert to take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. And the Texas Rangers go to Oracle Park in San Francisco to go against the Giants. That is all for baseball. Now on to NFL football. Let's start with the number two overall pick in the NFL draft. New York Jets rookie quarterback Zach Wilson appears to have a clear path to the starting job, but he does not expect a free handout. He said, in this position, the coach wants to play the best player. That position has to be earned, the number two overall pick said on Saturday, which was ironically the second day of rookie minicamp. I have to do what I'm supposed to do, and that'll take care of itself. Wilson said that it's important to him, but it's not the priority. He said his main focus is learning the offense and getting acclimated with his new teammates. At BYU, he was a backup for the first six games as a freshman before coming the youngest starter in school history at 19 years and two months. Right now, he has no competition. The only other quarterbacks on the roster are James Morgan, a 2020 fourth-round pick, and former practice squad player Matt White. Neither quarterback have played in a regular season game. The Jets are expected to add a veteran before training camp. They have already met with journeyman Brian Hoyer, as well as former San Francisco 49 backup Nick Mullins, and another free agent option. Both Mullins and Hoyer have ties to the Jets' coaching staff, which came from the 49ers' Chicago Bears backup Nick Foles, has also been mentioned in media speculation. We will stay on the offensive side of the ball, but switch positions. Wide receiver this time, DK Metcalf did not run fast enough in the 100-meter Sunday to advance to the finals in his professional track debut, but the Seattle Seahawks wide receiver far better than some expected for an NFL player competing against some of the world's top sprinters. With an official time of 10.37 seconds, Metcalf finished last among the nine in his heat and 15th among the 17 who competed at the USA Track and Field Golden Games in Walnut, California. Metcalf said these are world-class athletes. They do this for a living. It's very difficult from football speed to get to this speed, and that's what I realized. So like I said, I'm just excited to be out here. American Isaiah Young had the lowest time in the first two heats of the 100 meters with 10.09. The two times Metcalf were 10.38, Derek Silvia of Brazil and a 10.44 American Maurice 80 were behind him. Metcalf's performance drew a ton of praise on Twitter from Seahawks teammates as well as NFL players. Russell Wilson tweeted, amazing bro and rolling. Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes was impressed as well. 10.36 is crazy at that size, mad respect. Former Olympic sprinter Edto Bolton said on the broadcast before that something in the range of 10.6 to 10.7 would be a good time for a 6'4", 229-pound Metcalf. He did not embarrass himself, Bolden said of Metcalf. He hung with the pack. Yes, I think he's eight, but he ran well. I didn't think he was going to run this well at all. That is all for the world of NFL football and sports. Let's talk Monday motivation when we come back right after this. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. 
two, one. Welcome back to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. Looking forward to talking to you about this segment, Monday Motivation. Just something to think about with some quick hit content as we uh, go into this. Something to write down and think about a little bit as we start off our work week. Number one, rethinking our competition. The most important person will ever coach, lead, or manage is you, ourselves. Our competition is not other people. Our competition truly is our ego, our self-doubt, our distractions, our bad habits, our procrastination, our lack of discipline, our unhealthy lifestyle choices, the negative behavior we nurture, and the knowledge we neglect to learn. Intentional living. Learn from the past. Adversity is an experience, not a final act. Live in the present. Every day is a gift, an opportunity, an interview, a new story, a celebration, a blank canvas, an intellectual journey, a negotiation. Every day is right now. Believe in the future. Believe in your heart, for it offers hope. Believe in your mind, for it offers direction. And believe in your soul, for it offers strength. When in doubt, remember you have a couple things that you can have internally to help you with this the power to say no and the authenticity to be you the patience to keep learning and the fortitude to continue trying the courage to embrace change and the fearlessness to give selflessly the wisdom to cultivate inner peace and the bravery to fulfill aspirations the openness that grows friendship and the awareness that follows your intuition and the intelligence to not repeat your past Question for thought, what have you forgotten to do lately and how can you become more aligned with what brings you joy? This week, I will, and here are the I will thoughts that I want you to write down and think about doing and actually do and see how it works out for you. I will get proper rest, I will pause, then think, then act. I will say no to old patterns, I will be intentional with my actions, and I will practice honesty, not with others. The honesty with the man in the mirror, with yourself. Practice it with others too, but the person in the mirror is the one you got to stop lying to if you currently are doing that. Your living is determined not so much by what life brings to you as by the attitude you bring to life. Not so much by what happens to you as by the way your mind looks at what happens. This is my Monday motivation. When we come back right after this, we will talk about what's happening locally in sports today. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. Welcome back to Never in My Wildest Dream Podcast. Let's talk games this evening locally here in Washington County. Let's first talk weather as it's 63 degrees with a real fill of 66. It's going to be like that all through the evening here in the area which is going to be great because I'm looking forward to watching some baseball under the sun and then as the sun goes down under the lights at the stadium. We have a couple rainouts from last week that are now going to be played today as well. So let's go over that. Boonesboro is at Clear Spring for baseball today. North Hagerstown is at Williamsport from baseball today. That is a change from a 5-3 game last week. Actually, last Monday when it got rained out. Softball Boonesboro is at Clear Spring as well. South Hagerstown is at Smithsburg for varsity softball. Hancock is at Williamsport for softball. And Change in time and location tonight at 6 o'clock. South Hagerstown High School takes on Smithsburg in baseball at the Muni. Looking forward to that. I will be at that game. It is great weather outside. I'm looking forward to some baseball. Nothing like chewing some seeds, watching some baseball, and enjoying the outside fresh air. This past weekend was Mother's Day weekend. It was a great weekend. was able to cook dinner. 
both Saturday and Sunday. Look forward to all of that. Was able to hang out with loved ones. Make sure that everyone who is a mother in your life, whether it be an aunt, your mom, your girlfriend, as she's a mom, um, they deserve their day and treated it well with that. Was able to give some gifts, tons of flowers, and had a whole bunch of fun with all of that. So Mother's Day was extremely important to me. It's something I honestly really hadn't gotten into. Just said Mother's Day, Happy Mother's Day to my mom and kept it kind of moving in years past. But as I've gotten older and understand that uh, time is money, and we hear that, but we don't completely understand it. I'm starting to understand that now at almost 39 years of age, that time is money. We uh, we can't get back time. We can always regain money in a bank account, or if we spend it, we can always earn it back. But I can't take the clock backwards anytime soon, and I want to make sure that moving forward, I'm taking advantage of everything. But when we come back tomorrow on tomorrow's show, we're going to have Trust Tuesday what happened tonight in sports, especially the game that I'll be at, as well as the other games locally, what happened nationally in sports, and we'll kind of start getting ourselves geared up for summertime because we're in the countdown of 19 days left in the school year here in Washington County Public Schools. Thank you for listening to Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast, and we will talk to you soon.